It boils down to the sin of pride, doesn't it? Hello there, this is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and I'm coming to you from Riverside, California. Podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. Our reading today is Job 33 and 34, and I'm calling the episode, Give a Gentle Answer. Today's show notes is at lifespringmedia.com s12e115, and my email address is steve at lifespringmedia.com. Let's get to the reading. Job chapter 33. Listen to my words, Job. Pay attention to what I have to say. Now that I've begun to speak, let me continue. I speak with all sincerity. I speak the truth. For the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Answer me if you can. Make your case and take your stand. Look, you and I both belong to God. I too was formed from clay, so you don't need to be afraid of me. I won't come down hard on you. You have spoken in my hearing, and I have heard your very words. You said, I am pure, I am without sin, I am innocent, I have no guilt. God is picking a quarrel with me, and He considers me His enemy. He puts my feet in the stocks and watches my every move. But you are wrong, and I will show you why. For God is greater than any human being. So why are you bringing a charge against Him? Why say he does not respond to people's complaints? For God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. He speaks in dreams, in visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. He whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. He makes them turn from doing wrong. He keeps them from pride. He protects them from the grave, from crossing over the river of death. Or God disciplines people with pain on their sick beds, with ceaseless aching in their bones. They lose their appetite for even the most delicious food. Their flesh wastes away, and their bones stick out. They're at death's door. The angels of death wait for them. But if an angel from heaven appears, a special messenger to intercede for a person and declare that he is upright, he will be gracious and say, Rescue him from the grave, for I have found a ransom for his life. Then his body will become as healthy as a child's, firm and youthful again. When he prays to God, he will be accepted, and God will receive him with joy and restore him to good standing. He will declare to his friends, I sinned and twisted the truth, but it was not worth it. God rescued me from the grave, and now my life is filled with light. Yes, God does these things again and again for people. He rescues them from the grave so they may enjoy the light of life. Mark this well, Job. Listen to me, for I have more to say. But if you have anything to say, go ahead. Speak, for I am anxious to see you justified. But if not, then listen to me. Keep silent, and I will teach you wisdom. Job chapter 34 Then Elihu said, Listen to me, you wise men. Pay attention, you who have knowledge. Job said, The ear tests the words it hears, just as the mouth distinguishes between foods. So let us discern for ourselves what is right. Let us learn together what is good. For Job also said, I am innocent, but God has taken away my rights. I am innocent, but they call me a liar. My suffering is incurable, though I have not sinned. Tell me, has there ever been a man like Job, with his thirst for irreverent talk? He chooses evil people as companions. 
He spends his time with wicked men. He has even said, Why waste time trying to please God? Listen to me, you who have understanding. Everyone knows that God doesn't sin. The Almighty can do no wrong. He repays people according to their deeds. He treats people as they deserve. Truly, God will not do wrong. The Almighty will not twist justice. Did someone else put the world in His care? Who set the whole world in place? If God were to take His Spirit and withdraw His breath, all life would cease, and humanity would turn again to dust. Now listen to me if you are wise. Pay attention to what I say. Could God govern if He hated justice? Are you going to condemn the Almighty Judge? For He says to kings, You are wicked, and to nobles, you are unjust. He doesn't care how great a person may be, and He pays no more attention to the rich than to the poor. He made them all. In a moment, they die. In the middle of the night, they pass away. The mighty are removed without human hand. For God watches how people live. He sees everything they do. No darkness is thick enough to hide the wicked from His eyes. We don't set the time when we will come before God in judgment. He brings the mighty to ruin without asking anyone, and He sets up others in their place. He knows what they do, and in the night He overturns and destroys them. He strikes them down because they're wicked, doing it openly for all to see. For they turned away from following Him. They have no respect for any of His ways. They cause the poor to cry out, catching God's attention. He hears the cries of the needy. But if He chooses to remain quiet, who can criticize Him? When He hides His face, no one can find Him, whether an individual or a nation. He prevents the godless from ruling so they cannot be a snare to people. Why don't people say to God, I have sinned, but I will sin no more? Or, I don't know what evil I've done. Tell me, if I've done wrong, I will stop at once. Must God tailor His justice to your demands? But you have rejected Him. The choice is yours, not mine. Go ahead, share your wisdom with us. After all, bright people will tell me, and wise people will hear me say, Job speaks out of ignorance. His words lack insight. Job you deserve the maximum penalty for the wicked way you have talked. For you have added rebellion to your sin, you show no respect, and you speak many angry words against God. Well, even though Elihu is the youngest of Job's visitors, I find him to be the wisest. I don't think he has quite understood Job perfectly, and he does accuse Job wrongly in some aspects. But at least he doesn't accuse Job of lying when he asserts his righteousness. But Elihu is correct when he says that God is not unjust in his dealings with man, and that if afflictions have come upon Job, then it is for his own good. It's not that Job has necessarily done something wrong, but only that God has a reason. Elihu says that we're not able to understand all that God does, but that God is almighty, righteous. He has complete control over the affairs of men, and he is wise. Some people don't accept the fact that God is wise. They don't accept that we are not able to understand all that God does, so they don't expect that He is trustworthy. Have you ever known someone who looks at conditions in the world and says, How could a loving God allow these things to happen? I could never worship a God like that. I have. They've judged God based on their own flawed and limited human understanding. It boils down to the sin of pride, doesn't it? Romans 1.22 says, 
Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. It's a sad thing to see, and in many, if not most cases, only prayer and the Holy Spirit can change their hearts and minds, because you cannot reason with a fool unless the Holy Spirit opens their eyes. 2 Timothy 2, 23-26 says, Again I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach, and be patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts, and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap, for they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. Beloved, we've been commanded to preach the gospel to every creature in Mark 16.15. Notice it doesn't say, except for fools. So, as 1 Peter 3.15 says, we must always be ready to gently answer anyone who asks the reason for the hope we have in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Pray for your foolish friends and family members. Ask God to soften their hearts and ask Him to give you or someone else the opportunity to share Christ with them in a way that will cause the scales to fall from their eyes so that their foolishness will be replaced with God's light. What do you think? Comment at lifespringmedia.com slash s12e115 or send me an email at steve at lifespringmedia.com. Our reading tomorrow is Jeremiah 22 through 26. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we so appreciate the wisdom we find in your word. With Christmas just a couple of days away, many of us are preparing to gather with family and friends, and chances are good that we'll be with people we love, but some who don't yet know Jesus as their Savior. I pray that you would even now prepare their hearts to be open to the gospel, and when we're with them, please give us your words to say to them. I pray that they'll see your love shine through us. I thank you for the LifeSpring family, Lord. Bless them today, no matter where they are. Give us, Lord, a joy and a peace in our hearts as we celebrate your great gift of unmatchable love, the birth of Jesus. I pray this in his name. Amen. You can send your prayer requests and praises in at prayer.lifespringmedia.com. Well, you know, every day when I open the show, I say from Riverside, California. Yep, I'm a Southern California native. California used to be the state that everybody wanted to move to. You truly can't beat the weather here. With the beach just 45 minutes to an hour away in one direction from my house, the mountains just 45 minutes to an hour away in another direction, Palm Springs an hour away in yet another direction, I'm in a great location. I can be in any one of those places in about an hour. And in high school and college, I was at the beach surfing multiple times a week. A lot of times I'd go surfing in the morning before school. Yeah, I was very much the stereotypical surfer dude in the 70s. So I've got a special song to play for you today. It's called Christmas in Malibu, and it's by the Rad Dudes. <laughs> it's just a fun song. So with Christmas just two days away, what song do you think I'm going to play on Christmas? I've been saving it all month long. What do you think is my favorite Christmas song? See if you can guess. What have I not played yet? So I know, I know, you just want me to be quiet so that you can hear Christmas in Malibu. So that's coming right up. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. 
Thank you so much for being here. I'm Steve Webb. Bye. Oh, ho, ho.